Well, hello everyone. Sure, I'm glad you guys were able to join us again on the Leadership Conversation. Another exciting episode, and I am super thrilled to have my very good friend, Rodney Fouts. Pastor Rodney is the lead pastor of the multi-site North Church in Oklahoma, and it's just a real privilege to have you, Rodney. Rodney and Shannon, by the way, have been friends with the Pilchers for many, many years, and they have blessed us immensely over the years. So just a real honor and joy to have you, Rodney. And man, I just want to ask you, how in the world are you guys doing through all of this corona business? And and even in the midst of this, I just found out through special sources that uh, you're going to be expecting a new grandbaby. This is number two, I guess, in your Correct. family. So that's encouraging along the way through all of this. Let us know how you're doing, man. Yeah, hey, thank you very much. And uh, that is a wonderful, wonderful uh, gift that we get to celebrate, uh, baby number two on the way. We don't know a boy or a girl uh, is gonna be born, due date I think is somewhere around the mid-October, but we are excited. Our first grandchild just turned one, uh, just oh about a week ago. And so uh, we got to celebrate via FaceTime, because uh, we couldn't get up to Tulsa with all this going on right now. But then also just to let you know, my daughter, Phaedra, was supposed to get married on the 25th of this week. So this yes. Saturday, and that was canceled. Uh, but they are going to go ahead. We encourage them to go ahead and get married. They're going to get married. Uh, just we're going to kind of do a virtual wedding uh, while they're in Love Dallas it. right now. And then uh, they're going to go on their honeymoon. And we're going to come back in probably September and do a, um, a big wedding anyway. So oh, that's my wife has assured me that we are going to do that. I got you, man. You know, Shannon's not old enough to be a grandmother. So uh, I just want everybody <laughs> out there to know uh, she's way too young to be having grandkids. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, hey, listen, man, how are you guys doing as a couple? And, and frankly, what has been one of your favorite activities together as a couple? during this uh, quarantine experience? Well, that's getting awful personal, Darren, uh, because <laughs> uh, we're alone now and then quarantined oh, yeah. together. My wife has been chasing me all over the house. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, well, fortunately, my, my daughter came home from college because she had to leave uh, Tulsa University and come back, so it kind of slowed Shannon down a little bit. But not completely empty nested yet, right? <laughs> At least not right now. So, so we um one thing that we have been enjoying is some long walks uh, we actually have enjoyed that since i had my total knee replacement a couple of years ago it has freed me up to be able to do some things that used to create a lot of pain and i'm really enjoying those long walks with shannon gives us a chance to unwind at the end usually at the end of the day and sure. uh, also to just kind of talk and have fun and enjoy ourselves together oh that's great well, you guys have uh, been tremendous leaders in our state and this region for a number of years. And now 18 years this year, 18 years ago, North Church was planted. That's hard to believe. Uh, and you guys have experienced some tremendous growth in your church family. Uh, so share with us, man, some factors, key factors that you've learned along the way that's contributed to, to you guys reaching so many people over the years. Well, Darren, I, I mean... It's often said, but it can't be understated, that first is prayer. Yeah. Um, and when I say that, I'm not talking about 
just all the time, uh, every single day, seven o'clock or five o'clock in the morning for two hours on my knees in prayer. Yeah. I'm talking about that attitude uh, where Paul talked about pray without ceasing, just the mm -hmm. constant reminder that my utter dependence is upon God and the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to, to give us exactly what we need as a church, the innovation, uh, just even when we have creative ideas is, is it really does no good if God doesn't move on the hearts of people to draw them. And I can't make that happen. Uh, all of our talents can't make it happen. Only the power of the Holy Spirit. So first off is just prayer yeah. and uh, saying, God, I need your Holy Spirit to help me, mm -hmm. to help our team. Uh, and not just give me ideas and not just anoint me, but there's key people on the staff that I you know, get to lead but then also in the church that are gonna be influencers, that are gonna have the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, in the community. And just praying, prayer is yeah. key. And you know, and out of that comes some other things, vision, uh, leadership, and development. And so vision, I think, is something that obviously is big. And, and a lot of people I may be speaking to right now and hearing this, uh, vision kind of comes um, naturally, sure. but, the other two are a little more difficult. It's a little more rubber meets the road. Uh, leadership, that being influence, yeah. that being making the hard calls in the right way yeah. at the right time. I mean, because it's not just making the right call. It's a lot of lot goes together with that. And then developing people, developing your staff. Man, that's, that's the grind. Yeah. But if you give yourself to the grind, the glory will come. That's good. Uh, there'll be a product that is developed um, and, and developing your people uh, because we can't do it ourselves. It's like Jethro sure. telling Moses, what you do is wrong when he was trying to do it all himself and we need others along the journey. Yeah, you're really talking some spiritual depth here because uh, really when it comes to spiritual leadership, uh, it's not spiritual unless God is leading the leader. And uh, that's exactly what you're talking about, isn't it? when you're leaning into prayer and making it a habit in your life and also an attitude, and then letting that carry over in relationships and how you develop other leaders. That's key, isn't it? Absolutely, Darren. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, I'm going back to the first word on prayer because uh, it is uh, to show our dependence and to give ourselves to God and realize um, how big he is and how big the task that he has given us to lead people uh, into the kingdom of God. Um, you know, even right now with what's going with COVID-19, uh, we got to pray. We got to ask God because we can't turn this thing around. That's and it, it, I'm reminded during this time of just how small we are and how little we can control and how much we need God. So prayer sure. is essential. Yeah, man, absolutely. So you guys have been incredibly successful in pouring into young leaders. You've, you've had respect for many years here in this region uh, for impacting uh, leaders that are of the younger generation. How are you guys practically pouring into the next generation? How are you and Shannon and your church as a whole? Because you guys have done it so well over the years. Well, I think it's one of those areas that I'm constantly just asking, how can we do better? Uh, what what do we need to do different? But I think first for me is um, trusting them to lead. Mm. It, it It's so tempting to just hold the reins and think that, um, you know, we can do it better. And we may be able to do some things better, but, <laughs> but they are not just the next generation. They are the generation of now uh, wow. that 
can lead and should lead. And so we have to trust them. And trusting them means giving them a platform to lead, uh, mm -hmm. whatever that platform may be. Uh, it may be the stage where they're literally communicating through preaching the word to the whole church. It could be the platform of running videos, uh, developing content, uh, leading uh, a certain groups or, but we have to give them the platform to lead. I think also uh, to give them a voice for constructive feedback on how we can get better and do things better. Sometimes mm -hmm. we do not give them the right to speak or we do mm -hmm. not ask for them to speak into the situation. Uh, and, and that's crucial because if we are going to practice what we preach and that we are like one of our values is uh, that we're going to invest the best in the next generation. But if we're not asking the next generation to speak into us and what we can be doing better, uh, we're not doing that. And so sure. I think that is very crucial. And then after you ask for constructive feedback, then willing to coach them. Yes. Um, one of the things that I think that is open a door for me to be able to speak into that next generation of young leaders has been, uh, we, we do a service on Thursday night. It's our very first one of the weekend. So we call it, um, you know, basically our Thursday night is our start of our weekend experiences. And one of the things that I do is after that experience, I allow all the young leaders and some of our staff, our key staff to come in to speak into me in regards to what I need to do better in regards wow. to communicating for Sunday. Wow. Uh, what changes? I mean, everything from a grammatic, we, we lay it out there completely, grammatical mistakes, how that uh, joke could have been said differently, better, uh, how to connect better with people, um, you know, how I'm dressed, everything. Wow. Everything is on the table. And so it, it is kind of a humbling thing for me that um, has been. Will they be honest with you most of the time? Do I? Will they be honest with you most of the time? Well, my staff have been with me for a long time are definitely honest, but these young leaders that are coming in, the young staff people or the interns or others initially, uh, they are not. They are initially very um, standoffish, but then we begin to push them to speak. Um, the rest of my staff that have uh, been, are more comfortable with this begin to encourage them and challenge them to speak up. And we begin to purposely, intentionally call them out to speak to um, you know, how we can do our service and my message better. And I think that that has helped more than anything else because they've seen um, some vulnerability in me, um, willingness to be able to submit myself to, you know, criticism and to constructive feedback. And so that has opened that door for being able to coach them. Well, that's good. And so that's I think good. it's been very, very beneficial for us. You massage those relationships and uh, they come back and serve well along the way. That's so, so good. You know, uh, we're probably in one of the most unprecedented times uh, in the history of our world, but we've, we've not been absent from challenging times before. And I can't help but think that you guys haven't faced a challenge along the way, one or two or three, uh, through the 18 years you've uh, been rolling and going there at North Church. What are some things that you have learned, maybe some things we can all remember and hang on to during challenging times, navigating those difficult times for yourself and then also navigating for those you lead? Uh, sure, obviously right now is one of those uncertain, difficult, hard times Yeah, uh, that was just kind of thrust upon us. I think somebody said that we were 
one of my neighbors I was talking to, it's like we we're going 100 miles an hour and then zero. Mm. And for a church, uh, clicking on all cylinders and in, in a growth season because we're leading right up to Easter and it's in a growth season and then bang, it's like you hit a wall and you've got to totally re, redo ministry. Um, I think first is remaining calm. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Even oh, if you're not calm, you we've got to project calmness because people need that. People yeah. need that from leadership. They so need good. to be able to look at somebody and feel like it's it's going to be okay. God has this, not the leader has this. God has this, and the leader is putting his faith in God, and it gives them just a such a reassurance and a calmness that carries over into their own personal life into the mm -hmm. uncertainty in their jobs, the uncertainty of their finances, because they can look at somebody that is a representative of God that is remaining calm in a difficult situation. Wow. And I think also, Darren, just to be clear, um, to try to be clear with what is going on and where you are going as a church. Mm. Uh, and, and sometimes that's hard because you might not have clarity mm -hmm. in your head or even in your meetings with your staff. You might not know all, the, but when you come out of those meetings, when you present to the church, to the your leadership, then be clear with what you do know, wow. not with what necessarily you don't know. It's okay to say that, you know, hey, we don't know everything, but what you do know, be clear on that and then be concise with that. And I think sure. finally, it's just kind of over communicate, over communicate. And then when you communicate again and again to like your staff, that's going to take news out to the, your church or, uh, or you, you, you speak to people, ask them the question, what are you hearing me say? Hmm, that's staff good. Is in a meeting, you know, and they're going to take that message out. Ask them, what do you hear me saying right now? Listen to them and then correct, you know, good. or clarify. And then also sometimes when you have meetings, before you walk out of that meeting, just ask them before they go out, what are you going to go? What are you going to take from this meeting to go out and communicate to your volunteer leadership from what we just said? And then listen to them repeat back to you. Mm. Uh, what that does, it helps not only train your staff and maybe even volunteer leaders to lead other volunteer leaders, but it also gives, and it's over communicating, but it gives clarity. It also brings a calmness. It puts sure. everybody on the same page. And those things are so important in a time like we're in now. So just kind of a road question here. How important is it for everybody to be on the same page in leadership in, in crisis times? And then secondly, how important is it for there to be a lot of speakers saying the same thing? Well, it's, it is paramount. It is, yeah. uh, it is the make or break. Uh, when you have people come out of a meeting, it, it's kind of like use example with my wife and I, whenever we have uh, had, you know, thoughts on kids and just different ideas and she has her ideas and I have my ideas, but we come out of that meeting, we need to be speaking the same thing to the kids. Yeah, uh, unity is very important and uh, on, on divisive issues. And in a situation like this, when we come out of meetings with staff and leadership, uh, it is important that we have the talking points and that we're saying the same things over and over again. Sometimes wow. people may be pushing to say, I want to know more. I want to know more. 
sometimes we might not know more about what is going to come and when we're it's like right now you know when are we going to start back with normal services well they might not be normal we don't know how things are going to look but what well, we have to do is we have to be on the same page as a staff knowing this is what we do know right now we're going to do and we're going to keep communicating it and we're going to be on the same page uh, and as we make changes we're going to come back together get together discuss those changes and then go back out and again have a new talking point or talking sure. points wow that's that's beautiful so practical and i appreciate you joining today rodney this has been an incredible conversation of course always enjoy the conversations we have together but i wanted folks to hear one today that we would have between us and before we close i just want you to take a moment and just speak to folks that are listening first of all just tell us what you hope for north north church on the other side of this crisis whatever the other side looks like and then what do you hope for the church at large when we come out of this at some point and to some degree talk to us man yeah i think it's absolutely important that we learn from this you know there's there's some people i've even talked to some uh, pastors that have tried to bring calm to them uh, because of kind of going into covid 19 uh kicking and screaming well if we go in kicking and screaming we're going to come out uh, without having learned uh, grow grew and so I think it's very important that we uh, grow during this time you know Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit after the baptism and God comes down and says this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased mm -hmm. and then he comes up out of the water you would think this is my beloved son and who I'm well pleased he's gonna go and just eat and enjoy and feast and be merry and celebrate no he's led right into the wilderness for 40 days mm -hmm. to be tempted of the devil Okay, we've been led into COVID-19. Wow. But the Bible says when he came out, he came out having won the battle and full of the Holy Spirit. That's a and good so word. And so I want to say to come out of COVID-19 having learned something, having won the battle, and more full of the Holy Spirit than we went into COVID-19. Boy, that's and powerful. And out of that, we've got to innovate. You know, what are the things that need to go and what are the things that need to stay? There's some things that I'm looking at right now. I mean, I'm zoomed out. I'm zoomed out of meetings. I'm tired of those. Yeah. But I've also learned that we need to keep some of those. Mm. There's some things that we've been doing that we need to do coming out of this. And That's so good. I think there's some innovative ideas that are coming out of churches. And I, here's to be honest with you, it's not just the big churches that we, the marquee churches that we identify and know that are the hottest churches out there there are some churches out there that are small churches that are being innovative creative doing things to serve and to minister to people that are in need right now they're offering a lot that the bigger churches can learn from and so wow. grab hold of that and I'm, i've been telling my staff call some of these uh, you know churches that are much smaller than ours and ask them what are they doing what are you? because they are going to come up with ideas because of literally because of the lack of resources that are going to be innovative that we can learn from and they can learn from come going forward and then i think it's just capitalized on change this is an opportunity to change if there's some things that you want to change right now well that's good too this is a good time to do it absolutely to come out of this and say you know what i'm going to do this different than i did before i'm going to make mm. these changes now now is a good time yes I don't want to go back to just the way things were. I'm going to look forward and make the changes that's going to make us better and to move us forward as a church and grow the kingdom of God.
Wow. What a way to close out. Come on, somebody. Hey, Rodney, thank you, man. Thanks, first of all, for being a tremendous friend. And thank you for being a great leader for our region and for doing what you're doing right now, but you do it all the time. And we appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thank you, Darren. I appreciate it. God bless you, man. Hey, and th thank you for joining us, tuning in on another episode of the Leadership Conversation. More of these kind of conversations coming your way very, very soon. Until then, let's grow, create, and invest together.